you're tuned in to Lou and House Smarts Radio. Our fire safety show live from Lindemann Chimney Heating and Cooling is sponsored by Arnold Electrical Services. Keeping homes safe since 2008. Visit them at arnoldelectricchicago.com. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio, Lou Manfredini. Um, You know... The electrical system in our homes is an area where we don't pay a lot of attention to because, in general, it works until it doesn't. And I'm always very leery. I I, I know enough to be dangerous, but I'm always very leery to give anyone electrical advice, uh, in particular over the air or when I do videos, just because there's so many factors that, if you're not super experienced, can go wrong and it can be a fire, and it could be an electrocution. It's just not good. That's why having licensed electricians do this work is so important. You hear on this radio station quite a bit, Arnold Electric. And joining me on the phone line right now is Jack Arnold, who is the owner of Arnold Electric. Jack, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I, You know, I, I really am serious about this. I mean... Yeah, can, can I, Lou Manfredini, you know, put in a dimmer, put in a switch? Sure. Um, but I'm always leery about giving advice to people because yeah. it's just such an area where you really have to know what you're doing. That's exactly right. Um, you know, it's more people get hurt on 120 volts than any other voltage out there, you wow. know, and it's because it's found in homes and People don't know what they're doing. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. The <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I want to I want to talk to you about a bunch of different things. I mean, uh, certainly, you know, in October, uh, we're going to talk a lot about smoke detectors, right? And and obviously, they're very important, yeah. but they also can be problematic. And and in particular, while you know the battery operated ones you can buy, but there's a lot of people that have them, you know, hardwired. Uh, throughout a, a, a building or, you know, a condo building or a bigger building or even a single-family home. Um, this is something that people really have to pay attention to. Yeah, you know, um, in your home, you want a smoke detector in every bedroom. You want a smoke and carbon detector um, on every level of the home. And then if you, let's say you have a, let's say you have a real long hallway that's 25 feet long or something like that. You have two bedrooms on one end, two bedrooms on the other. Well, you're going to want one within 15 feet of those two bedrooms. So that hallway, you're going to want two smoke detectors in that 25-foot hallway. Um, and I've heard people say, oh, you know, why? Well, you want to be able to hear it right. so that when it does go off, you can get up and get out of the house. Stop, drop, and roll. Have your meeting spot outside of the house where you you discuss that with your family in advance, and that's why you want that. And you always want to, you know, I we always recommend at Arnold Electric that you replace the batteries whenever you change the clocks in your house. So right. daylight savings times, you know, um, that's a great opportunity. You got to reset the clocks anyways. You know, it's a good reminder. It's that time of year to take care of that. And then just go ahead and press the test button on them. You know, make sure they're all working the way that they should. They right. have a, most smoke detectors have a 10-year lifespan, um, but we've seen them go faulty before that. So sure. 10 years is typically the max. Right, right. 
You, Jack, have been doing this a long time, and uh, and and I know you've talked about this before, but um, you know, a lot of problems that people have with their electrical system is directly related to the age of the system. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, age and lack of maintenance are the two biggest culprits of an electrical system, and it, an electrical system is consumable over time from the breakers, the switches, the outlets, the wiring. The So for an example, a breaker panel has a 25-year safe operating lifespan. Plugs and switches, um, if they're a standard toggle switch or standard plug, you're going to see those last about 10 years. If you use those items more frequently, you know, the like the outlet behind the couch that you can't ever reach. Right. That one's obviously going <laughs> to last pretty long, right? Right, right. <laughs> right, because it's not getting used, right. Yeah, exactly. Now, like the outlets in the kitchen, whether it's a GFCI outlet or a regular outlet in the kitchen that could potentially be GFCI protected or not, those are going to wear out more often, and I guess not more often. They're going to wear out sooner because they're using them more, and it's just the the point of connection for it gets worn out, and once you have worn out parts in the electrical system, the voltage, worn out parts is going to create heat, which causes arcing, which leaves you susceptible to having the risk of fire in your house. So uh, let, let, uh, let me stop you for a second because I want to I want to touch on the the GFCI uh, receptacles in the kitchen uh, yeah. or in the bathroom because uh, you know there might be people listening now thinking like yeah, I don't think I have one of those. I mean, what is the code requirement as to where those have to be located, in particular in uh, kitchens and bathrooms. So, great question. Um, to start, a GFCI outlet looks like uh, it's look kind of like a normal outlet. You got your slots for your plugs, um, but then there's a test button and a reset button on it. Um, that's always going to be an indication that it's a GFCI outlet. And then the technical definition of where they need to be placed is if you were to take a tape measure put it on the inside of the sink basin and extend it out at like a six foot radius, anything, any wall space within six feet of the inside edge of the base, the sink basin requires a GFCI protected outlet. Mm. And, um, you know, I mentioned that you might see regular outlets in there. You can have regular outlets that are protected by one GFCI outlet, but you need to label it and mark it. Right. So what so. It did, for those listening, meaning that they, they, an electrician could put in one GFCI uh, outlet maybe that's that's you know closest to the sink, but then you can basically daisy chain the other regular ones that are also protected yep. by that yep. one breaker so that if if you were over on the other side of the kitchen and it, it, it could pop it over there, but it's all protected. That's correct. That's- yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just such, that that to me is just such easy easy uh, protection for for people to have. And if you don't have that, if you're in your kitchen now listening or the bathroom, and you don't have that, you got to get that done. Um, all right, a couple other things I want to talk to you about. Um, big push on uh, electric vehicles. Uh, my wife uh, just uh, purchased an electric vehicle. Arnold Electric just installed an EV charger for me. Thanks very much. Uh, one Thank of your, you. one of your crack electrician Brady, uh, came out there and did the work. Oh, fine young man. Sweet. And, um, yeah. 
So uh, this is a this is a, a, a kind of a burgeoning thing, right? I mean, this is something that people yeah. are thinking about. It you kind of have to plan ahead, and and the the idea is what we have learned is certainly you can plug an uh, an electric vehicle into a regular one twenty uh, receptacle, but it takes a long time to charge it. And if you oh, yeah. go with the two forty, I mean, you can in most of these vehicles you can charge them in like less than four hours to a hundred percent. Yes, that's correct. So we did a couple tests at our shop with some electric vehicles we have, and at 50%, plugging it into a 120-volt outlet takes 24 hours to wow. charge it. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you you increase in the voltage and the amperage going to it, it's going to put a more fat. It's going to put a faster charge on it. Um, and it's the same concept with the rapid chargers that Tesla, for example, has stationed at different stores and Meyer stores in particular. But right. you know that much higher voltage, much higher amperage, pushing power into the car to charge your batteries. But and, now, do do people have to be concerned, Jack? That uh, well, I don't think my house has enough power for that. You know, I mean, is that is that a concern? That. That should be taken into consideration for sure. Like you said, there's got to be a little bit of pre-planning involved here. You know, if you think about like an an electric oven, that takes a 50-amp breaker. Well, so does your EV charger. You know, typically a residential level 2 EV charger that you would install in your house is going to be on a 50 or 60-amp circuit. So when when you're charging that, you want to make sure that your service is sized appropriately and before we go out to any of those types of calls, we're going to typically do a load calculation, um, make sure that the system can handle it. Right, right. So you can ensure that it's uh, that it's uh, you know installed safely and that your system is operating uh, properly. One last thing: we we got the holidays coming up, and uh, you know it means a lot of people are going to be plugging in lights and doing a lot of stuff. And um, this is an area maybe you don't have the the right receptacles outside or enough of them, um, you know, some planning there to have you guys come out and kind of take a look at that could really make uh, the holidays even more festive for people. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we do get a lot of those calls around the holiday season, whether it's, yeah, outlet GFCI outlets outside for, um, holiday decorations or light fixture swaps inside in dining room or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, if you got those blow up things, it's nice to have them blown up and not sagging or, <laughs> or dead, right? Like, because the album's not working. Exactly. 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 You don't want a melted uh, snowman out there. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, Jack Arnold is the owner of Arnold Electric Chicago. Uh, Jack, how do people get a hold of you? Give me a phone number and a website if they need uh high yeah. I, I i highly recommend uh the crew over at arnold electric i've had them work on a couple projects and i know i've said this to you uh in person that just have a really fine group of people working for you that know their stuff work really hard are conscientious uh, will will take really good care of you and charge a fair price how how do people get a hold of you guys i appreciate that lou uh so in order to get a hold of us give us a buzz at 773 773- 647-1120. We're open from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. We have a 24-hour answering service if, you know, you work during those hours. Or you can go online at arnoldelectricchicago.com, 
and fill out an online submission form. It's part of our process every morning is to call people back to fill out those forms from the day before, and we answer them in real time during the day. So we want to, we just want to serve you all. So give us a call and we'd appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Jack. I really appreciate you uh, spending some time with me this morning. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Sounds great, Lou. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us on.